five. Loading. Four. It's a sharing up. And so sorry. Three. Almost there. Two. Cross. And Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan is gone. Oh, can you believe this? One. Here we go. Now. Introducing Sunday League Finest Podcast with your host, David Donis and Roberto O.B. Hernandez. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Sunday League's Finest. I had a great weekend. I hope everybody's having a great start to the week so far. David, how was your weekend? Let everybody hear your sexy voice, dude. Hello, my friend. Hi, everybody. I had a great weekend. I treated my mom very well. She has the best son in the world. What can I say? Um, yeah, we went Saturday. We went up to Dahlonega, Georgia, to the mountains, went to a nice vineyard. Very beautiful, very relaxing. Um, my niece played in a little waterfall. Sunday had a nice cookout, some carne asada with all the works and fixings. Uh, it, was, it was a good time, man. Whoop some butt in cornhole. Hey, nice, nice. If you guys were wondering, uh, his mom's favorite son is uh, Nick Donis. Not him. Mm-hmm. He, he referred to his brother. Nah, but that's great. I hope everybody treated their moms very well this uh, this past weekend. Uh, we got a good surprise. My brother came in from Idaho, enjoyed some time. So my mom definitely enjoyed spending time with all four of her kids here. And uh, it was a great, great weekend. You know, really appreciate all your moms. You know, if it wasn't for them, me and David wouldn't be in this world and we wouldn't be in your ears right now giving you uh you know the best the best uh soccer recap you've ever heard yep in the whole entire world and really quick uh it's funny because me and obi always joke around because uh obi's a lot lighter skin and, and taller than me and my mom's like because similar complexion so a lot of people think that she's my mom's kid and not me <laughs> i know i know i always get confused and they, as a little kid, they always uh, refer to me as uh, 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 their last name, Donnie's. Uh, oh, Donnie's son is running around. So me and David, we look alike. Uh, he's a little bit yeah. uglier, but it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and I got a lot more love, too, around the waist. Oh, uh, well, David, although we love our mothers, let's get into it. That's it. Wait, wait, you didn't, you didn't want to talk about your boy Canelo? Uh, oh, forgot a little bit about boxing. Um, Canelo, huh? Did you happen to watch the fight? I watched the highlights. <laughs> Same thing, I guess. Um, <laughs> you didn't yeah. pay for it, bro? Cheapskate, uh, you always buy the fight. I, I watched the fight. Oh, I thought you said you did it. No, I, of course I watched the fight. So we we watched the fight with the family. Um, We were celebrating Mother's Day for my grandma and all the cousins were around. So we were able to watch the fight. It was good. It was actually, in my opinion, in my view, a, a little bit of a challenge at first. The first couple of rounds, it looks like Saunders was give, giving Canelo, not that he rocked him or anything, but a little bit of a different look. It looked like it took Canelo a couple of rounds. But at the same time, Canelo did say, and his trainer said, it would be the seventh, eighth, or ninth round where Canelo would take over and knock him out. So I think they kind of knew that Saunders would come out and give him a little bit of a different look, and it would take him a couple of rounds to figure him out. Um, so I think, like... When all the fans and all the unofficial scorecards were giving Saunders rounds, Canelo's team wasn't really like scared because they were like, "We're expecting this. We're we're ready to take over." And that's what he did. He got the stoppage in the the eighth, right? Not coming out to the ninth. Um, they, they said crazy. seven. They said uh, seven, eighth, or ninth round. Why don't you say like, "I think uh, I'm gonna knock him out from rounds two to twelve, anywhere in that time frame." <laughs> they just <laughs> met in the second half of the fight, dude. I'm just messing. Um, what's crazy though is I read an article today that. 
it's not looking too good for Saunders. Um, there, there's, it's not a hundred percent sure if he'll recover completely and be able to fight again. Yeah, Hardy has like a busted orbital, and I, I didn't even know you read for one, but yeah, yeah, I read too. It's called a quadrupedal <laughs> quadrupod fractal. <laughs> yeah, quadrupod fractal is what. Hey, stick to stick to two syllable. I words, said fractal, fractal. You might have to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, this podcast is strictly no editing. I know, I know. Um, unless yeah. we, unless we, unless we don't want to get uh, canceled. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, prayers to uh, Saunders. Hopefully, he's able to recover. He's a young guy, so hopefully, he's actually able to bounce back and have a good career after that. Yeah. So, is 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 where does Canelo rank for for you in in terms of Mexican bo- boxers of all time? Of all time? Oof. Well, I'm young, dude. So to uh, kind of okay. Let, of of the, the modern we, era, he's the best yeah, Mexican. Era, yeah, in the modern era, he's the best Mexican for sure, and potentially even one of the best pound for pound fighters in the modern era. Now, obviously, there's greats, but I can't go back and really talk about those greats when all I watched was like videos, right? Yeah, same thing goes for soccer. People say like, who's the best soccer? Who, in your opinion, who's the best soccer players of your, all your ta- your time? Of course, we're gonna say like Ronaldo, Messi, and maybe Ronaldinho because like George Best, and I mean, we've seen highlights of Pelé, but we didn't, we, we weren't around to really watch them and appreciate it. So you're always gonna be skewed until like until what you know and what made big moments in your life, right? Yeah, because if you ask a lot of the OGs, they talk about the defending was so good and goalkeepers were great back then. And then you watch the highlights, you're like, are you sure? <laughs> uh, that, looked, that looked like me just dribbling through everybody. Uh, yeah, man. You dribbling? It's like a giraffe, dude. Like a drunk giraffe. Hey, it works. It's called the, drunk, <laughs> the drunken giraffe. <laughs> um, But yeah, so... I know everyone loves to tune in to hear our boxing and UFC takes, but we're going to go in and have the MLS recap. It's time for MLS Roundup. MLS Roundup. All right, so here we go. Um, David, let's talk about the crappiest team in the MLS first, so let us hear about Atlanta United, dude. Well, we're going to hear about the real crappiest team in MLS later on in the dud, uh, this dud and stud section. Oh. Um, but, oh, them too, I guess. But uh, in terms of points, but Atlanta United, um, yeah, man, it's they, they're in a rough form right now. Um, you know, we're playing away from home, so you can't be too upset with a draw. However, it, you know, we were pretty lucky to come across that draw. And there's just been a lot of criticism because we have, like, good moments of, playing well mixed in with bad moments of defensive laps and um you know just giving the ball away um so we're really in a tough spot you know we're not playing with our our best player and our dp um Barco, but our you know our other dps obviously joseph's came up big got his first goal um which is awesome because we're hoping that he can come back to his, his full potential but uh, Marcelino Moreno just—he hasn't been there, man. For him being a DP, he—he he needs to be—he needs to be a bigger presence and step up. You know, we can't rely on just Barco. And if he's on the lineup, you know, there goes all our cre- creativity up front. Um, so uh, obviously we had two away games um, and one home game. So we got a uh, uh, a loss, uh, two draws, and a win. So it's not the end of the world. But you, you couple that with you know the performances we put in the Champions League. Uh, we're not we're not in a in a good spot right now. 
Yeah, and we'll go into the Champions League performance a little bit later and uh, exactly what my thoughts on Gabriel Heinsohn, a little uh, post-match uh, conflict. But Atlanta, it looks like they're struggling. I think they do show good moments. Um, but at the same time, we got to realize a couple new players in the lineup, new coach, right? It's a new era. You got to give it some time. Um, I think after playing defensive football for the last two years under um, Frank DeBoer, it's it's kind of like trying to learn a new system and a couple of these players are still the same so trying to get a hold of a brand new system um just give it some time very early on mls is forgiving in the early part of the season that's definitely true and um especially if joseph just starts to get hot we see how important uh having a striker in form can do i mean look at chicharito and la galaxy i mean he is he he is if it was not for him i mean la galaxy is a completely different team um, wouldn't you agree? Uh, him and a couple other smart additions. I think, uh, I guess if we can transition already to the Galaxy, is one one thing that I think we're doing much, much better than the past couple of years is our defense, although we're still giving up goals. Um, we're not giving up clear chances left and right. Uh, the goals that are scored on come, you know, here and there. But under the last couple coaches, it was... Every single time that the team had the ball, it was basically a clear chance on goal. Our defenders were like caught out, like out of position left and right. Um, so right now we're still giving up chances, but not as often. Um, so like for example, in the LAFC game, El Tráfico. Want to just say real quick, you know, the real team, LA is ours, dude. LA is blue, white, and gold. Um, but LAFC dominated. I'll be honest. After the first. Eight ten minutes after the first goal, it was all LAFC, all Chivas 2.0. But <laughs> the difference was, it was their goal was actually a nice goal. It was it was a good threaded pass that beat our defense. There was a couple saves that Jonathan Bond had to do, but a lot of times they were long range and not clear. You get what I'm saying? It wasn't like every single time they were breaking our line and it, it was like worldy of saves. It was like solid saves. Um, so I think that's the biggest difference. I think if we had the same. You know, the defense we had a couple uh, years back or last season, I think Saturday's game would have been a lot different. would have been like, I don't know, three, three, four goals by LAFC, possibly. Do you, do you think if Carlos Vela was in the lineup, things might have turned out differently or you think about the same? They would have definitely had a more of an attacking threat. Um, I don't know because everyone was saying that, but Vela's been in other games when we beat him 2-0. Vela's been in other games when we've won games Ooh. still. So it's it definitely gives them a different look. But at the same time, we can we can play this game all the time. All right, what about if our third DP, third DP is actually fit and ready to play? He was there in the stands. So we can use this game, this what-ifs, all day long. And mm-hmm. as of right now, Vela didn't play. And honestly, yeah. I think Vela's a great player, obviously, but... I, I don't think it would have done, like, a huge difference where it turns the whole game around. Um, potentially mm-hmm. a tie, maybe an extra goal, but who knows. Um, hey, off the top of your head, uh, do you know who, like, what the series is? I don't care about the draws, but with the wins and the losses, do you know? Not off the top of my head. I think Galaxy still leads right now. Um, I do I'm pretty know, sure y'all are leading. You know? I do know we're unbeaten at home while we've beaten them at the Bank of California. One thing I want to talk about, Carlos Vela, real quick. Great player, but I also... One thing that potentially is, yeah, he gives an attacking threat, but I also think he doesn't drop as much defensively. So then we could have taken advantage of more space, right, with him not dropping on the wing, creating a lot more 2v1s. So it's it's if it's 
advantages and disadvantages, and I want to talk about that briefly. Oh, after here the come game, the tactics, guys. No, after the game, I, I, I was talking about, uh, you know, doing a little chant, and I was saying, like, Chicharito in Spanish is más grande que Vela, and, like, it's just saying Chicharito's, you know, bigger than Vela, like, no matter what. But there was a couple Galaxy fans that got all offended by that. You know, Mexican fans are like, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm a Galaxy fan, but don't, you know, don't cross the line. And I'm just laughing. I'm like, dude, it's a chant. Like, I, I, if Messi was playing for LAFC, I would say Chicharito's bigger than Messi. Like, it's not that you believe it fully. You're just saying right then and there, we won. So you're going to use that chant against them. You know what I mean? Bro, it, we, Mexican, Mexicans fans are really sensitive about their, their people. Yeah, if, I, if you, I, I would if say all if of you're, them. If you're, yeah, I guess. But like, okay, if, if, you, if you say Pulisic sucks, you're like, uh, you would say like, okay, you're wrong. And this is why. But if you say like, uh, Canelo sucks, bro, you might get stabbed. Yeah, I'll stab you, dude. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. Uh, You'll stab me, bro. <laughs> it's a whole other level. Yeah. But no, uh, the atmosphere inside the El Tarafico was great. It was fun. A lot of fun, fun um, games. Uh, there, a few LAFC fans uh, snuck in, but I'm more disappointed. Nah, but I'm more disappointed him, at freaking season ticket members of Galaxy, dude, because that's the only way they got the tickets. Is that the front office did not sell any tickets other than other than season ticket members or partial um, game plans. So they're the ones that resold the tickets. They probably made a lot of money off of it, but they resold was, the tickets and got a bunch of LAFC fans in. It was probably a 35 year old Karen who doesn't care about Galaxy, bro. That's true. That's true. But, um, but you're right. You're right. They probably made a good a good amount of money off of that. Yeah. And, I mean, the good thing is Galaxy, I hadn't seen fight with that type of heart in a long time. You know, Jonathan Dos Santos scored his goal. Chicharito got the goal and the assist. So, And uh, the youngster Cameron Dunbar, you know, he created that second goal by not giving up on the, fo- on the play when it looked like it was dead. Made the defender cough it up, then gave it to Chicharito, and Chicharito did the rest, and then Jonah tapped it in. So, I mean, great work. I'm happy. Uh, a lot to do, but... Hey, in a rivalry game, you don't care, dude. You just get the job done, and that's what Galaxy did. Yeah, and I, and I keep wanting uh, the Mexicans at MLS to fail, but they keep proving me wrong. <laughs> Such a hater, dude. That's why we don't have Mexican listeners. Hell yeah. yeah. We all know the best Galaxy player was Carlos Ruiz. It's true. He scored the El first Pescadito. goal. And then, hey, and then Pando Ramirez, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. If we're gonna go ahead and move on, uh, one any big results, David, that stand out with the, uh, you know, any other results in the MLS? Um, not not really. There wasn't anything too crazy. Uh, you know, Seattle is top of the West, so man, you know, you thought when Jordan Morris went down, you know, what Seattle is gonna be like, and man, they just keep trucking along. So again, uh, do I you mean, do does that put Brian Schmelzer up into the mix of like one of the best coaches right now in the MLS? Possibly, but you have to also give it to the front office that because you can't you can't just have a good team without making the right moves. So they have the players. So I mean, yeah, but yeah, I mean, kudos to the coach. He's, he's doing well, and uh, I agree with you. Um, Rodan brothers, that's pretty cool that they're both maintaining their form and staying high, right? Yeah. Do you think they should have chose another country other than the U.S. because they had uh, El Salvador and Guatemala? No, I'm being for real. Like I know Alex uh, Rodan hasn't got called up. So he could potentially still go to one of those countries. I think you have to assess your own level of playing, like your playing style, or I mean, like your self-worth. Because if you think you're good enough, then you go for the better team. But if you want more playing time, you go for the lower team, but you're not going to get the exposure, obviously. You know, that a lot of 
I think playing for the national team is like a springboard to other stuff. You know, anytime you go to the World Cup, you know, your stock goes up through the roof. Um, yeah, so obviously, I, I mean, Salvador and Guatemala. I think it was. Uh, I, I hope that they qualify one year, one day. We will, dude. In 2026, when we have 48 teams going to the World Cup. And if we don't qualify, I'm going to come find you and put you in the face. Wow. Be alert, listeners. He just gave you a threat on live TV or live air. <laughs> that TV. <laughs> live TV. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely, you know, Seattle's always a threat. And then in the East, David, who's who's top of the table? New York City FC in their piece of crap stadium. I'm going to keep saying that until MLS does something. No, just kidding. But the, the East is... Tag uh, Don Garber. Uh, Make sure everybody tags Don Garber. <laughs> The East is all bunched up. Like uh, Atlanta United is in uh, like seventh place, but we're two points away from first. So it's not uh, that much saying there at the top of the East. It's mainly in the West where you're starting to see teams pull apart because uh, you got Seattle with 10 points. You got uh, San Jose, the Cali Kings in second place. <laughs> and then you got Galaxy. You got you got Galaxy tied with their tie with San Jose. San Jose is only uh, up by a goal differential. Um, and that, yeah, even San Jose, that's that's pretty impressive, you know, uh, that they're they're up there. Yeah, I Let's mean, see if it holds. So we'll see if Hugo uh, Almeida. I mean, Hugo. Uh, Hugo Mateus. I, I know Mateus. It's because Hugo Almeida used to coach Guatemala. Um, but Mateus, uh, let's see if he continues. Um, it's pretty cool. Wondolowski, when he scored the game winner, he ran over to him and he he jumped in his arms and you know they celebrated together. So that's an awesome sight to see. Um, obviously in the long run, I hope San Jose drops for him because. It's kind of like we don't really care about it, but it's still quote unquote a rivalry there. So hopefully we Cali Clasico, Cali Clasico that San hey, Jose loves. You know they do the they do the Cascadia Cup right. It's between um, Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver, right? Yeah. I'm surprised you guys haven't done something that is for like all for you guys, Seattle and LAFC. You see, it was Seattle? the Kings of California or oh, did I say Seattle? Jose? Yeah. San Jose, yeah, San Jose, LA Galaxy, LAFC well, have like a Cali Cup or something. Maybe they will in the in the future, but right now I think the MLS is having too much fun making making us play LAFC like seven times a year. <laughs> yeah, they better not overdo it. Um, but man, yeah, it's gonna be nuts if y'all end up playing each other in the playoffs. That yeah, well, well it happened one time already, but it'd be awesome yeah. if it happens again, especially if it happens over a two leg and not just a knockout, right? Right. Um, but the other things in the MLS, aside from the results, is Columbus Crew, one of the originals. Obviously, they, you know, last year they went from p- potentially moving to Austin FC, or it was two years ago, and then they sold, you know, sold it, got new ownership, stayed in Columbus. You know, remember hashtag Save the Crew. Well, you can no longer say Save the Crew because they're rebranding and they're dropping their iconic Crew off the name. Now, David, obviously the it's a little bit of a, I don't know, a, a, a sucker punch, you know. I, I, I like the original names. I like the Columbus crew. Um, I do like the new logo, but what do you think about it? Yeah, I think it's a mixed bag because uh, obviously, like, you and I were watching MLS since we were little kids. So we knew the original teams when everybody had their uh, mascots. Um and now we've seen this trend of everybody to be like a proper football club. You got to have the FC, SC, Atletico, Sporting, and 
everybody's been rebranding to kind of do that. And, Col- and you had Columbus that they, they, I think they rebranded a little while ago where they did Columbus Crew SC. So they kind of did a way to keep both, right, to appease both sides of the debate. And now it looks like they're just getting rid of, getting rid of the crew altogether, just having the SC. And they may use the crew in some por- uh, promotions. And I'm sure the fans will probably still refer to it, the crew. But, you know, it won't be in the name. Kind of like when you think about, you know, Manchester United, but they're called like the Red Devils. Yeah. I guess that's the approach they're going for. So I don't know, man. I think uh, it, it's kind of tough because I kind of, you know, MLS has always been different from soccer all around the world as much as, Euro snobs and other people want to complain about how it's not like the rest of the world. And that's what makes it unique and ours. So the fact that we named our teams the way we did kind of threw in some American flair. Um, so, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see if other teams continue to follow suit because you still have a couple like, you know, Colorado Rapids, New England Revolution, LA Galaxy, um, there's a couple out there, but there's not many. It's very you're very getting stuck to go to a small select fuse that still have that like uh, you know names. sort of the original or like mascot name rather than just being a standard FC SC whatever. Yeah, because I think all the new like franchises that come in have been like Charlotte FC, Austin FC, right? Um, I guess Atlanta Sac- United even. Yeah, Atlanta United FC. Um, I guess Sacramento Republic would be one that was a little bit different. But I think they still have FC in their name, right? Sacramento, Sacramento yeah. Republic FC. Um, I, I do think I, Galaxy is an iconic name, and I don't think they will ever change it. Because, um, you know, you Galaxy, like not being biased, everyone around the world knows who the Galaxy are, right? Um, so if you were to change it, it would just not be good. And I saw a meme, and it said the only thing LAFC is good for is that it makes sure that Galaxy won't rebrand to LAFC or something like that, right? <laughs> um, and I think that's a, that's a pretty cool. But, yeah, I just think it's going to be interesting to see what the fans do. Um, I do like the, the logo, but I, I wonder if they can, you know, like, you know, go in uproar and make them uh, include the crew in the name and the, and the logo or, you know, do what the fans did in the Super League and – make the clubs rethink or do what Chicago Fire did after a year they had to rebrand again. I don't know. It'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see if the fans make them include the crew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they they might just be happy now that they just still have the club because they, they have their new stadium uh, being built as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So interesting stuff in the works. You know, they just won the MLS Cup last season. Um, I thought they were going to have a deeper run in the CONCACAF Champions League, and unfortunately they didn't. But CONCACAF Champions League, David, MLS, bow, bow, bow. Wah, wah, wah. And it I went said it downhill. Last, I said it last week that I didn't see any MLS team going through. And I, I wanted to be wrong, obviously. I, I mean, winning their matches, obviously. Fillier was already going to go through with Atlanta. Um, and I, I don't really want to recap that game too much. I mean, it was already it was already a gone game. It was It was a wide open game, which is pretty interesting. For, from a Philly perspective. Um, but, yeah, it was a tie 1-1. Um, you know, it's what you can expect. But, yeah, all the other games, I mean, the uh, MLS teams got dealt with pretty handily. Um, it was – I don't even think it was close. I think in the Columbus and Monterrey uh, game, it was like 2-0 like in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, they got they got wrecked. Um, no excuses. They got they got bombed on. Liga Mekis is dominant this year. 
I, I one thing that kind of stands out is the scheduling. Um, not like excuse for the MLS, but just kind of weird that, okay, we just finished the the quarterfinals, right? And now the semifinal is until August. Like, dude, the teams can have brand new players by then, a new coach, a new philosophy, a new like form. You know what I mean? Like, I think they should keep it a little bit like closer the dates. But I don't know. That's a big, big break, in my opinion, to go from quarterfinals to semifinals. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, and I think you lose a lot of momentum, too. But, like, yeah, like you mentioned, it could be a completely different team. And then there's also going to be different kinds of form that you're in. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's an odd thing. Um, but, anyways, we have uh, one MLS club, Philadelphia, um, against Club America. Uh, I don't see them going through based on what I, how I saw them play. Now, they might do the same thing they did to Atlanta United, part the bus and maybe hit on the counter. But I think uh, the Mexican clubs and Club America in particular, I think they're better at finishing their chances when they have that much control versus uh, Atlanta United. Yeah, I agree. Can't I, don't, be obsessed, I don't think Philly's going through. Out of the remaining clubs, I just don't want America to win it. I'm cool with Monterrey, Cruz Azul, Lloyd Philly. Um, I just don't want America to win it. Yeah, in, in terms of the Mexican clubs, I mean, I think it's just a flip of a coin. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, David, kind of going to change a little bit of a script and talk about what happened with Atlanta United in Philly after the game. Uh, it it goes from Gabriel Heinze after the game, walking up to Philadelphia Union's head coach, Jim Curtin, and it seems like they're having a share of words. And at first, I, it looked like Heinze was just kind of smiling. I thought, like, maybe he was just talking tactics about him, you know, like sometimes you see in the big uh, European games. And it turns out, basically, he came, went over to Jim Curtin and accused uh, him of his players diving and faking injuries throughout the entire two-leg series. And along with many other th- stuff, Jim Curtin, the head coach, was, you know, quoted in the interview um, with ESPN afterwards. Um, kind of like going over what they said and he literally stated um, about Gabriel Heinze he's an incredible coach he's an incredible player but you can still also be a sore loser and be an asshole at the end of the game so what do you think about those comments about your coach Gabriel Heinze are you ready to throw hands I'm ready to throw hands man and you couldn't find the two most opposite looking coaches. <laughs> one looks like one looks like the cool guy, one looks like a nerd. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but he's a good coach, though. I mean, I don't know. It's you don't really know until you're there and see the heat of the moment. Obviously, um, you know, Heinz is uh, Argentinian, so you know, they wear a lot of their emotion on their sleeves, like a lot of Latino managers like El Piojo that's always like screaming his head off and Wanting to throw chairs and on the field. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the Latino temperament. <laughs> Wait, you, you, you trying to say that doesn't exist? Uh, no, it definitely does. Uh, that's why I don't know why everyone overreacted when the commentator said that about De Maria and the semifinal Champions League. Dude, the Latino temperament. I, I'm going to change topic real quick. but Here it's, we go. It's something that I agree with because and it's, it's something that we pride ourselves on. In fact, when we talk about the CONCACAF, the CONMIBOL, we play dirty, and it's something that we've always taken pride of, right? Instead of, like, shaming away, I, I don't see anything wrong with the Latino temperament. In fact, I think it's a good characteristic to have, um, and I think it's something that we're all proud about. So um, we'll see. Yeah, I think the interesting thing, too, is that obviously when you think about uh, soccer or football, you know, it originated in England with, like, gentlemen playing it. 
So obviously you have like the gentleman side of soccer, how it should be played. And then you have the like Central Americans and how you try to get with the way as much as you can that the ref won't see, right? Yeah, exactly. So, the, the Yeah, the little dirty side of the game that we constantly say Americans should like need to develop. Um, so I think it's good. I think it's fine with that. And uh, it's like going on with the Latino temper- temperament, but DC United's head coach was in the line, uh, like headlines too. And I think it's time... It's kind of like a new era of MLS coaches, some that are a little bit more outspoken, a little bit more fiery. Um, Let's you do know, it. DC United's head coach is, is a young coach. He's Argentinian as well, Hernan Lozada. So basically, they they like accuse them of like maybe his new training philosophy is a reason why his players are like constantly being injured and out for a long uh, length of time. And they said like potentially you need to change it. And this is his quote. He said. I am not planning to change the way we are training or the way we are working. All the departments need to change, need to adapt to our way of work, not the other way around. I guess DC United hired me to make a change and not to keep on doing the things we've been doing for the last 10 years, end quote. Yeah. So kind of just saying like, dude, I've proven myself. I have a proven methodology. Like you guys are behind the whole department's behind catch up. What do you sounds think? Like you're kind of, sounds like you're kind of coach. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's what you would do, huh? I don't know if I run them to the ground. Argentinians do have that that reputation. I mean, when GBS came, Galaxy's players were always injured too, and it was the same reputation that their fitness coach would run them too much. Um, even when he was with Argentina, the fitness coach, they said the same thing. It was too much. So I, I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing, but DC United knew what they were getting into when they hired this guy, and if they didn't, well, then that's bad on them. Yeah, and Obi was telling these kids, like, hey, we're going to park the bus and play long ball. You guys need to catch up. I'm advanced. You guys are behind. Be like, look, everyone's trying to – I'm trying to win here at the U7 level. <laughs> we can kick the ball up there and let's go score some goals. <laughs> remember when you were remember when you were kids and you had, like, the parents that would be like, kick the ball. Yeah. Just kick what? it as hard we're, as you we're, can. We were trying to build. What are you doing? Just get it out of there. <laughs> Why are you passing backwards? <laughs> Like, uh, because the coach asked for it. Relax. Uh, really quick before we uh, uh, move on from the Champions League, um, what do you what do you think MLS is going to make any kind of changes? Uh, an, another year of the MLS teams bombing out. What, what do you think anything's going to change? And what do you, what do you think needs to change? First of all, well, one I think the first of all is uh, Liga Mekis have deeper pockets than us. Um, so. I think when the starting 11s are out there, um, depending on the team in the MLS, they're still pretty even. It's a pretty even game, pretty solid numbers, you know, uh, really good players on both sides, potentially one or two players that Liga Mekis has better. Now, when it comes to the bench, oh, yeah, they're, so they're huge way drop better. off. Yeah, they're way, way better. They have. You got to put it. You got to put in McBean. Pretty much. You look at an MLS <laughs> close bench and you're like, crap, who the hell do we have that's going to come in and change the game? And you see it even in the MLS games, right? Like, yeah. I looked at Galaxies and I was like, okay, Chicharito needs a sub because he w- he was been running all game long. It's like, well, who do you have that's going to go in there? The other guy is already playing. Um, So it's, it's not just in the Champions League. That's one. So I think we need to at least add another DP. We've been on three DPs for a while. I think we at least need to add well, a fourth. DP or raise a salary cap? I think add at least a fourth DP. I said at least in minimum. They can do both. Well, that's the thing is that we have all the, the DPs, GAM, TAM, all that because we want to keep the salary cap so low. But I think it's like, I think the MLS salary cap is like $5 million. 
um, which is it's criminally low. Uh, we got to do something. I mean, I'm not saying go crazy because I, I understand that you have owners that just don't want to spend. But this is this is what's going to keep happening unless MLS wants to raise the salary cap or if not, they're going to have to be happy with MLS not winning the Champions League. Yeah, I agree. But the other thing that needs to happen is the schedule needs to change our calendar. Like, I know we'll be competing with major sports, but I think we're at the point where it's I just, can't change, bro. You can change it. Why can't you? So what? Because, again, a we're regular gonna, calendar what, what is, year. What is the biggest sport in America? By far. Football. You want to go up against football? Yeah. All right. MLS viewership is already struggling as it is. You're literally going to kill it. Right now, when we we pretty much compete with baseball, bro. Okay. And ba- but if you shift it and we start winning CONCACAF Champions League, all the all the people here that support Liga Mekis, you don't think they're going to start to focus in on Sunday, on Sunday games? On Sunday League's finest. On Sunday League's finest too. <laughs> but well, there's a whole there's no, a big there's a think. big market here that doesn't tune into football and doesn't tune into MLS. So how do you find that market? Yeah, they're not we already had this discussion. Just because MLS teams start doing better, it's not this, this it's not necessarily gonna translate to them starting to watch it. I don't know what's gonna take. I think it, again, it honestly. is I think it is. The better quality you start doing, the more attention is going to get, and the more people you're going to watch. Yeah, but you can you can do that without changing the calendar. If you if MLS just if you were, I think it's hard, dude, because every better. single every single time the Champions League comes around, we're not in form. So we're basically having our preseason in a knockout Champions League tournament. Yeah, well, you can push it back like a month. You don't have to be on the entirely change the the calendar. Well, I think we just need to change it. All right, let's move on, bro. Uh, don't before I before I end up fighting you. Don't get your panties in the twist, dude. Um, hey. one quick thing is Tuca Ferretti is no longer with Tigres in Mexico. I, I think he's a phenomenal coach. Um, an MLS team. I know the league just started, but they can just fire one of their coaches and bring him on. Nah, he's yeah. gonna go to Chivas, dude, because Chivas suck mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Tell me about the NWSL final. All right. So as you guys know, it was the Portland Thorns against mine and David's team, Gotham FC, till we die. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get the job done. Um, it was a good game back and forth, especially in the dying minutes, the last like 15 minutes, uh, edge of your seat stuff. Um, you know, Portland Thorns stroke first, struck first in the first, uh, and I think it was like the first 15 minutes. And then did you say, um, did you say stroke? Yeah. And then we just lost all our female listeners, bro. <laughs> says struck first, dude, not stroke. <laughs> you're li- you're the one listening to stroke. Um, and then um, Gotham FC replied one one. In the stoppage time, Gotham FC had, in my opinion, a sitter, and she headed it wide. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was one of those plays that you know when they take them down end line, they cross the back post. She was there. Keeper was beat. Should have put it away to give Gotham FC the win. Fortunately, did it and then did not. And then when it went to the uh, PKs, you know, that's that's basically a bunch of luck. Portland Thorns wins the NWSL Challenge Cup 2021. And now, starting this weekend, NWSL is back, dude. So not too much delay between the games, you know? Yeah, it's back. Uh, and I'll make one comment because obviously, you know, it'd be nice to catch NWSL games, but it, it, most of their games are on CBS Sports uh, Net which is a paid subscription. Um, they did release the schedule. I think they have like four games that are going to be like on regular CBS. Um, so 
it kind of sucks is that's such a low amount of numbers that are going to be available to, you know, your regular cable providers. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully soon they go back to, um, not go back, but uh, we'll go to, I don't know. I think maybe a platform like ESPN plus is a little bit better. I don't know if they can get on that, but ESPN plus basically most people have that subscription, although it's paid to pay to watch as well. Um, it comes with that whole Disney bundle and most people have yeah, it just because that, that of that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so because of that whole Disney bundle, most people have ESPN+. Plus. So getting on a platform like that instead of CBS uh, Sports Network, I think is the best move. Yeah, and I don't know like how how the deal is structured and you know how many people are actually watching. Uh, that'd be something we should we could do on a later podcast and kind of just reevaluate that. Because um, obviously if they're making money, then why would they change and if it's working for all parties? But again... You know, the average person is not going to go out of their way to get that subscription package, um, you know, unless there's like a bundle thing. If CBS Sports and the Zone bundle up, bro, I'm in. Ooh, the Zone That'd be and good. CBS Sports, that's a good one. Um, yeah, that's definitely good because it's crazy because here we think of the Zone just as like boxing. But in like Canada and other places around the world, it it's literally one of the main focuses for soccer games. Um, so I yeah. think it, it'd be a good idea to be able to do something like that, give uh, more fans a a chance to watch it. Because when you're like, let's face it, most of us are bored. You flip through channels, you flip through your subscriptions. If you kind of just flipping through and you see like an NWSL game, you might be like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely a good option. So David, let's go to your favorite topic, Americans Abroad. Americanos, um, not a lot going on. Um, we got, uh, you know, Pulisic, obviously, he's going to be in the Champions League final. He got the start um, over the weekend. I know there was a, 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 a quote that they got him um, because he didn't start in the previous Champions League game where he, he kind of said he felt like he always needs to prove himself over and over again, uh, which I agree. Over and over again. Uh, which I, I agree, and uh, we've talked about it before. And, uh, you know, I, I do think he does have to do that. I don't know if it's because he's American, but he's also had injury issues. Um, so that's like another thing. But I don't know. He's usually, just every usually when Americans aren't starting, I say to fire their coach. But you can't say that this time because Thomas Tuchel. Tuchel yeah, he's getting, he's getting the results. He's there. The first Champions first League. coach to be in the Champions League with two different teams in back to back years. That's it's insane it's to impressive. me. Impressive. Like, I don't know. Hats off to him. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think Pulisic has proved himself. I don't know what it is. I don't. I can't read the minds. He Thomas Tuchel hasn't really spoken on it much, other than he kind of viewed him as a super sub. But he, he proves it time and time again. I think yeah. he should be starting, and I I do think it's an American thing. I think if if he's an English player or or a German player, there's definitely a lot more time. You know, even when he's having bad games. But well, we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. But I, I think even I think even Tuchel responded with that saying, like you know, even. Uh, Tommy Abraham doesn't get in a starting lineup, and he's a, a top player too. So it's when you're at a big club like that, I you disagree know, like with Tommy, Tommy Abraham being a top player. Well, okay, I'm just saying in the, it, when you're playing with a, a big team, uh, there's just a lot of competition, a lot of players. So you're trying to keep everybody happy so they stay, but at the same time, everybody wants playing time. Everybody wants to be a starter. Nobody wants to be a bench player. Um, and then, yeah, just really quick, uh, the, uh, Chelsea ended up playing Man City, and they won two to one. So. 
who knows? That might be a, a preview of the Champions League final. Definitely isn't. Um, because the last two <laughs> Chelsea games, and that's what everyone needs to understand. Even Chelsea didn't play a lot of their starters. But when they met up in the FA Cup final, uh, Chelsea beat Man City as well. Um, but they didn't play a lot of the starters. Gundogan wasn't in the lineup. Mars wasn't in the lineup. Um, KDB was playing the FA Cup final, but didn't play last week. So this is Bernardo Silva. Okay, um, we get it. You know their players. I'm just saying, dude. It's it's not the same game. But <laughs> the cool, th- cool thing, and since we're in this uh, genre right now, there's going to be an American who has won the Champions League final. How, how yeah. Cool is that? How cool is that, dude? Going to be an American. That's really cool. That it's a big moment for us, you know, like. It yeah, might not even, it might not even get any minutes in the final. <laughs> might not, but we're still gonna come out of Champions League uh, champions. And that's uh, that's Zach Stefan, the backup keeper for Man City, and obviously uh, El Nino Pulisic. Uh, uh, another one we got RB Leipzig versus Dortmund in the Polka. Uh, Polka, I don't know. He's champ uh, final. It's kind of like the FA Cup, but for uh, Germany uh, Thursday. Wait, uh, Munich so got, in it? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, you, they're using everything, huh? Yeah, but, yeah, you got uh, Tyler Adams, Adams playing for Leipzig, and you got Gio Reyna uh, playing for Dortmund. So that'll be cool. They'll, we'll have one of them obviously have, has to win. Um, so, out of those two, who deal. would you who would you want to win? Um, you know, I kind of I kind of want Leipzig because obviously Jesse Marshes. Oh, you mean the players or the team? Uh, both. Well, I guess the same thing. Well, because I have nothing to get. The, uh, both players are good. I, I mainly look at the team because I like the Jesse Marshes going to Leipzig, and I kind of. It mad at Dortmund for them continuing to sell their players to Bayern Munich and just letting them like win the league every year. Um, okay. Every okay. time, every time Dortmund, every time Dortmund gets close to winning the league, the Bayern Munich just buys all their players. Sounds like a good strategy from Bayern Munich. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kudos for them, but it sucks. But whatever, man. Let's move on. All right. So, rest of the world. Speaking of Bayern Munich, they win their ninth title in a row obviously we spoke about this last time but inter milan wins the league title again disrupting juve and juve juventus might be out of the top four which is pretty crazy so cristiano ronaldo might be playing europa league against arsenal next year yeah oh wait arsenal's not gonna be there oh you bastard um yeah man Bayern munich nine title i mean uh, everyone keeps saying that every year, like, oh my God, Bayern might be, uh, lose, and then they end up winning. So they they're in the same position that uh, Juventus was, where they they had their ninth title, and now Inter came and wins one. So hopefully, the same thing happens to Bayern next year, the and maybe Jesse Marshall win it. Oh, hopefully, the only time they say Bayern's gonna lose is usually after the second week when another team's like one point behind them. They're like, oh, it's gonna be, <laughs> and then by the seventh or eighth week, Bayern Munich already won the league. I think, yeah. no, literally, I think uh, you're going to get mad again, but under Pep Guardiola, they won the, like, title with, like, so many weeks to spare. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I think we all, we all agree, well, most people agree, you don't like the same team winning it every year. I mean, that's just, it is not fun. It is what it is, the era of the Super Club, and that, you know, that's why the whole Super League even got wind. Well, kind of talking about crap. the Super League, Juventus is still, quote-unquote, a member they are still saying they're going to be a part of it, along with Real and Barcelona. Yeah. Italian FA says, all right, you got until next season, which starts back up in like August, I think preseason, um, to drop out or you're out of the Serie A. So who knows what's going to happen? I'm pretty sure they'll drop out, but we'll see. Yeah, heck yeah. They, now the, the Super League is going to have like four teams. <laughs> I know. 
and it, it's gonna be like all like teams that aren't even good yeah exactly uh and then in la liga we still got a battle going on uh there was some uh big games uh you had a, a barca and atletico they tied nil nil and then you had uh real madrid um they had a chance to move up move on, on points and they tied too so nobody wants a damn title um apparently but, uh, not atletico still leads with two points um over uh, Real and Barca. Um, so I think we got, what, like three games left? So it's all to play for. It. Atletico just has to not mess it up. Yeah, three more weeks. And Atletico plays uh, Real Sociedad this week on Wednesday. Um, Barcelona plays Levante tomorrow. Real Madrid plays Granada on Thursday. So it comes Levanta down to the... Te le- <laughs> <laughs> it comes down to it all. Barcelona really missed their chance to secure the league title over yeah. Atletico. Hey, are, I know. Are you are you pulling for Atletico, or do you want um, Barcelona to win? We spoke about this last week. I'm going for Barcelona, bro. Serginho Dest. Man, I was hoping you'd change your mind. Um, hey, it's not a choice. Hey. Uh, um, Got to go for the American dude. Uh, yeah, and then in, in uh, Europa news, we got the finals via Real and Manchester United. How about uh, that? Arsenal, Arsenal sacked. Blew it. Arsenal sacked their coach, and then he comes back and knocks them out of the Europa League. How do you feel? How do you feel? You can't write this stuff, No, bro. bro, would you rather have your current manager or the former manager? The current manager or the former manager? I Mikael, want Arsenal Wenger, Or would bro. you rather have um, I want Arsenal Wenger Emery. back. Would you rather have Emery or... Miguel, Arteta, Arteta or Emery? Arteta. Yeah, who would you rather have? I, I don't, I don't even know. I, it's, I mean, obviously he did good well with uh, Villarreal, but same thing. Arsenal made it to the same spot too, so they could have been easily in the championship too. I'm just, I saying. don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's pick, picking between like Coke and Coke Zero. Yeah, I'd rather have Coke 100 percent of the time. Oh yeah, because oh, you're talking about right, Coke like... and Sprite. Oof. It's a tough That's one. what I meant. Coke is fire. But I don't know. Uh, and Nimodo's, uh and then obviously the Champions League final, you got Manchester City and Chelsea. So you got both the hey, Manchester uh, finals. I feel like there was somebody that predicted Manchester City and Chelsea in the final. I think they kept saying all English final way back when. So that guy's an expert. Listen I to think him it was uh, it was that lucky gopher we found outside, remember? The octopus, bro. Remember the octopus <laughs> for the World Cup? <laughs> the World Cup? Yeah, uh, that dude, dude wouldn't get it wrong and then he ended up as dinner for somebody. <laughs> that poor octopus i know um, um but yeah you, you picked it out man uh psg failed like they did again um so yeah you predicted it man and uh kudos to you but i did say i wanted chelsea to be in the final yeah yeah but man City's gonna win it all hey we're gonna be going against each other so maybe we might put some some money on it i don't bet on my teams thank you Oh, yeah, you told me that like a, a million times. Yeah. But see, because I don't consider them really my team. I just, I'm pulling for uh, it, but I guess it's, you do. It's, so. it's, well, dude, it's because I, I was always just, you know, supporting Pep, but he's been there, what, for five years now? Four or five mm-hmm. years that I'm like, well, I've been rooting for them for four or five years. I kind of do feel something for Man City now as well, you know? Yeah, I feel you. But uh, what, what other news we got it's from like, the It's world? like you oh. with your girlfriend. If you're with her long enough, you're eventually going to have feelings for her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's that's how all guys end up getting married. True, they're like, I guess it's been this long. <laughs> Is that what happened to you, dude? Uh, no comment. Blink once if you're being held against your will. Amanda, I'm sorry. You didn't hear me <laughs> that. Um, hey, maybe David's not getting married after all. <laughs> but um, no, that's not it. We understand. But um, real quick, 
Heinze Flick, you know, moves on from Bayern Munich. They obviously brought in Julian Nagelsmann, but he now agrees to take over German national team after the Euros. So that's pretty cool because I did think it was strange for them to get rid of or quote unquote agree to terminate mutual. What do they always say? They mutually part ways. Um, yeah. And it turns out that Heinze Flick had a disagreement with one of the Bayern um, board members or one of their higher ups about like recruitment, player recruitment. And because of that, Heinze Flick asked to be terminated and like even asked to like be terminated. And Bayern what, didn't have to do like any compensation or anything for the next two years because his contract was through 2023. But it looks like he landed on his feet. Some would say even a promotion, right? Um, it's it's, it's kind of weird because there's still not a true like is a national team higher level versus you know the um club because basically a national team is like when you're selected to be the all-star coach you don't really get to implement your style you just kind of try to find the best players and put them in a best system that will highlight their skills right exactly um yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like it's especially with the coach, you have less time to work with the players, so it's it's a different skill set versus having a club that you're training week in and week out. Versus you're gonna get these players for like a week, maybe two weeks, and then you won't see them again for a couple months. Yeah, I think that would be an awesome job to be honest, being a national team manager. Um, and then in, be, in between, you just go to all the yeah, games, all the clubs, and all the world like, and watch them. They're like, "Hey, how come you're always at Man City games?" I'm like, "Oh, Zach, <laughs> Zach Stefan, I got to see what he's doing on the bench, dude." <laughs> They're like he's just getting water the whole time. I know. I'm like, dude. Well, <laughs> if he can be wa- bring me water on the bench, you know, might need to call him in. <laughs> uh, but no, it, that definitely seems like a fun job. Obviously, it's stressful because you have uh, it's winter or you're out basically. Um, but I think it, it's like yeah. Good. Then and also you're a freaking uh, you're well. I guess if you're not from the country, but a whole country is like judging you. You know, so it's like if you're like if you fail to qualify. If, like if for Mexico or you or you just drop off in the World Cup and you're the head coach of Mexico, the whole country is gonna blame you. That's crazy, huh? That's kind of yeah. cool though. I kind of like that. And then you're like, man, hey, so I'm not allowed in Mexico anymore. Uh... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably, dude. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. But David, time for moment of the week. Who's got the stud? This brought a tear to my eye um, as my hero, my spirit animal. Joseph Martinez scored his first goal in 2021 MLS regular season um, coming off of that ACL injury. He went, uh, you know, he he got the ball in the box. I just did a quick shot. Uh, Keeper couldn't react fast enough. He got in the the corner in the goal. Um, He was very emotional, went to the, uh, the, the medical staff and gave him a hug. So obviously you could just see that there was a lot uh, of weight that was lifted off and a lot of joy for him to get that goal. So obviously as a United fan, I was happy. I'm hoping that is the first of many to come because we definitely need it. How do you think, like, in all serious medical staff, like how do you think they feel like when a player they've worked with for like, I don't know, eight or nine months, I'm assuming it's the same medical staff, get finally gets a player back on the field and they finally, you know, not that he's back to his old ways, but, you know, finally getting there. Like, they must be, like, like I'm assuming, like, a parent watching their kid take the yeah. first test for the first time, you know? Like, oh, this is awesome. Because, you know. Gotta, you're right. It's got to be an amazing feeling. And also, you got to think about, like, you know, a lot of these uh, professional medical staff, they've probably seen tons of players have this kind of injury and never come back. Yeah. So, 
it's probably like one of those things where you're like, man, I want him to come back, but I've seen people that I want to come back not. So to see that, yeah, it's probably a lot, a lot of different emotional feelings, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and David cried just like he said, so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah that was like we scored in the ninth minute so that was when the game looked very promising and then we ended up uh playing like crap uh, you know dude it's atlanta dude they start off strong and then they eventually didn't drop off in all sports tell me about it um Um, dud of the week the dud so bro after four games what would you do as a galaxy fan if you guys had zero points Fire the manager. Would you kill, your, would you kill yourself? Fire the manager. <laughs> I mean, there's more yeah. to life, David. <laughs> I don't, not much. And that goes for Minnesota FC, man. They have zero points. Um, and uh, Cincinnati has one point, so they got a little bell, belled out, but they only played three games. So they, they're, they're close there, too. But both uh, recent expansion teams, uh, Minnesota, after making it to the playoffs last year, um, and obviously we know what kind of season last year was. Uh, that's tough. And uh, uh, Adrian Heath, Adrian definitely Heath. on the hot seat. I think we'll so. See what happens? Do so you think on he gets one? Seat. You think he gets one game? Because I haven't heard about firing yet. Uh, I think he gets two more games. I honestly think he gets two more games if he's able to win both. And obviously, he's on the not so if, hot seat. But we'll what be if there. he wins one? Depends if it's the very next one. Yeah. Yeah. If he loses the next one, zero points out of five games. If he's losing the next one, all I'm saying is his assistant coach better get ready because he's a shot. <laughs> Imagine he's already like warming up and like Dude, that's the goal, bro. Attach yourself to a head coach that's about to go out the door so you can get the <laughs> manager job. And then as soon as like he gets fired, he's like, he did everything the opposite of what I told him to do. <laughs> it's true, dude. <laughs> Assistant coaches don't take the heat, dude. It, yeah, we'll see. Um, it is early on. Maybe they fire him and get to Cafferetti. Yeah, right. But yeah, right. But yeah, dude. Um, now it's been a great week. Uh, good sum up. A lot of feistiness this week from the coaches. A lot of coaches on the hot seat. Um, but been a great, great week. Can't wait. Um. Obviously, the Champions League final still in a few weeks, but can't wait to see who wrap up, who takes the EPL and uh, many seasons ending, La Liga, and then the MLS blossoming, 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 blossoming. So, as always, follow us on Facebook. Let us know what you guys want to hear. Give us uh, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, follow us on, on Twitter. Uh, email us at info at thesundayfootball.com. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Also, uh, follow us on our Reddit community, Center League's Finest. Um, you guys, we'll, we'll post some videos. You can back and forth with us and communicate. Cuss Obi out or cuss me out if you want. You know how Reddit be. So, uh, oh, but, yeah. yeah. You guys have a good week. Stay beautiful. Peace. It's been real. It's been fun. But it hasn't been real fun. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out weekly. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out via email or on any of our social media platforms. Bye. Have a good week.